Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the what podcast where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I am Tara. And I am Cassidy. Thank you so much for listening today. We've got a great show coming up. Nitz from the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network is here to join us. And there is a lot of exciting things to talk about. Um, But we usually get things started off with a little bit of an icebreaker. And this time we got one from Twitter. Thank you, Twitter. Um, Evan Sowards on Twitter. Thank you so much because we need your icebreaker ideas. Send them to us. We'll tell you how to later. Um, But what's your ideal time to stay at an event before you leave early without telling anyone? Are we guilty of this? (laughs) Uh, Duh. Who hasn't like left an event? You know what I mean? But how long you have to stay? Is that the question? Yeah, I guess what's your ideal time to stay? Ideal time to stay is a different thing than like how long you actually have to stay. I was going to say, because I like ideal way to leave is literally say bye to no one. But ideal time to stay. If I'm going to an event and I know that I don't want to be there, I won't stay longer than 20 to 30 minutes. And I'll like say hi to people and then I'll secretly sneak out. How about you, Tara? I don't know. I'm super bad at leaving events. And Mm -hmm. I would just I my solution is to just not go in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to worry about it. Um, But probably, let's see, usually I'm the things that I go to would be like sporting events or like watch parties or like concerts or things like that. So I would say probably half time or whatever is like half of the thing which is long enough for like I saw everybody who showed up on time and then I can get out of here if you like come later than half time then I'm not going to feel bad that I was not seen by you so I'll say half time I love that these are specific to events where I'm like I've been to comedy shows and left in the first 15 minutes because I couldn't take it No, you're nicer than I am. I love it. It's Do great. you finish books too? That should be another uh, th- another icebreaker. <laughs> uh, I've been working on the same. I I love reading. I've been working on this one book for maybe like four years now. <laughs> and like I, because I'll just switch. Like I'll read it and it's great and fun. And then I'll like get distracted and read something else. And like, blah. I have so many books that I haven't finished right now. So the answer is no. <laughs> I do not finish books. <laughs> okay, Cassidy, we, we got to hear from you. What's your ideal um, time? I think I feel like my ideal time is probably like most uh, most half an hour an event I don't want to be at. But the reality is I usually am just like fine. I'm here. I'll stick it out. So I probably usually spend like an hour or so. But how long before you guys start checking your phone to distract yourselves? Ooh. Um, or do you probably try to stay like, in the moment and like really suck it up? I think I really try for about thirty minutes and then I'm toast. You are a good person. I just, I've literally blacked out every event that I've been to. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's how not good I am at going to like events. I mean, like things where that are not like a blazer game, like I can handle going to a blazer game and I can handle going to like the watch parties that I host, but like going to like somebody's party or like someone's having a, going away thing I just I get like too just paralyzed and so if I do show up with them I don't remember them and I certainly don't remember how long I stayed I love that (laughs) okay so it has been quite a week for the Portland Trailblazers Cassidy and I (laughs) 
<laughs> the last time we talked had not uh, did not know that Carmelo was coming and uh, obviously had not seen him debut in a Trailblazer jersey. So there, there's just so much going on. Um, but I thought, what was your record last time you guys potted? Was it already in the dumpster or was it like not yet to be seen this bad? I mean, I'm still not calling it in a dumpster. Is that terrible? <laughs> I'm in so much denial. They were uh, I'm a Warriors fan, bro. We have the worst record in the league right now. Yeah, but yeah. you're also oh, coming off of five years of just about having everything you could possibly oh. dream of. So. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. I, thank you. <laughs> so you I think love your crash that. is harder, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, uh, I've been trying to formulate a tweet recently about how dramatic this is not a Warriors pod, who cares, about how dramatic their fall from grace has been. And I feel so rude because the only thing that keeps coming into my head is Lindsay Lohan. But it's very Lindsay Lohan because it's like top of your game, prime, everything you could be, whatever, to like, you know, Kai Bowman is your starting point guard. You could say uh, more like Britney Spears because she had a nice comeback. Like she really, really, really struggled. But I like that. Yeah, but you know and she's, now she's made a residency really nice, in Vegas. Yeah, she's made a really nice life for herself, and man, that woman is ripped and looks amazing. Holy she looks Moses. incredible. I she's been around like for her. forever. I know. Yeah, and she's not super young either. So good for her. Well, anyway, I thought that we should start off with something that Carmelo himself composed or uh, reportedly <laughs> composed. Um, about the, his uh, how he chose his number, which he's wearing on his back, which is double zero. And it's so good that I thought maybe we could do a dramatic reading of it and discuss it when we're done. How's that sound? What, we're, what I'm this. referring to is uh, an Instagram post that he posted a day ago, right before his first game. And um, well, I'll go ahead and start and we'll just take turns. How's that sound until it's, until it's over? That sounds great. Um, I have one thing to say about this list. Tell me if you guys feel it. You know, when you like are in math class and they ask you to show all your work, but you kind of just know the answer and you put it down, but then you have to come up with like fake work to make it seem like you put so much thought into the problem. (laughs) That's what this is. Like we're staring at it right now because you like, you know, you had us pull it up for the dramatic reading. This is so aggressive. And like, I doubt half of this was the reason. (laughs) <laughs> Again, this is all supposed to be why he's wearing the double zero. Okay. Um, and just also thanking the universe for his chance, which that's awesome. That's yeah, that's that's cool. Okay. I vibe with that. OK, yeah. so a number greater than any assignable quantity or countable number symbol infinity without end. Oh, my God. Sorry. I was still stuck on that symbol infinity. Like the man had to define it for us. <laughs> I have thoughts. We'll get to later. <laughs> um, a process that never stops. Can never be given an exact value. Simplicity and balance. Oh, and I'm so excited that I got this one. <laughs> this is so aggressive. Um, the mysticism of our past and the possibility for an eternal future, give the infinity symbol a sense of awe and wonder. Which, by the way, that's not grammatically correct. Just saying. I'm sorry, I'm crying a little bit. It's amazing. <laughs> Infinite nature of parentheses God, unparentheses seven. I think that's what that says. 
We cannot stay away from God without him, trying to bring us back to him. <coughs> Sorry. The chance to have a new... This is actually... This one's sweet, but it does not mean double zero. The chance to have a new and great beginning with the past left behind where it belongs. Beginnings or end? Alpha and Omega. I'm sorry. I feel like I gave my takes throughout the entire thing, but it's so hard not to look at him and laugh. I can't. Oh, my gosh. You but know I'm what? what? I'm just grateful he's not wearing up. seven. That is all I have to say. I, I, love, so I love seeing Blazer's Twitter melt down about specific things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And like, because, you know, I, I love you guys and I follow all you guys and whatever. And when you guys thought that he was going to wear seven. Oh, yeah, no. Meltdown was glorious because you guys were just like anything but that. Like he will be a number one favorite if he just doesn't do that. So I feel like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> do you feel like he's automatically accepted? Because regardless of all this gibberish, no offense, he picked a different number. A, a little bit, yeah. I feel better that he's not wearing seven because I'm mad about this whole situation. But this helped. This was Why the beginning of my healing process. Yet? We Why have not. Why? Which is baffling to me. But <laughs> there's no real reason. Like, there isn't some backstory here where the organization has just decided to not retire no. this number. I think they just have a hard time because there's so many players that I think, as a fan base, we'd love to see retired. But the reality is you'll run out of numbers before we win a championship. So I think we had to slow down. But seven is a different ball game in my world. Yeah, that's hilarious. So my thought on this whole thing, and this is the first time I've ever heard of double zero being used as the infinity symbol. And I have to say that I think it's brilliant and I love it. Like, has anybody, have you seen this anywhere? And I'm just late to the party because I've I've seen seen it before. Yeah, I think it's sweet. Listen, like we're joking or making fun of the man, but he loves basketball so much. Like he is on a non-guaranteed deal where he's getting, what, $14,000? He was making millions not doing that, just in different endorsement deals and being all over the place. So he's not doing this for the money. He, like, really, really does want this new beginning. So I think it's sweet that mm-hmm. he picked the infinity symbol and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I was like, okay, I, I read that, and I was like, okay, whatever. But then I was like, that's kind of cool. Because, I mean, Damien wears the letter O. He doesn't have a zero. And so, like, why not? Why not get yeah. creative with it? And, I'm, you know, I love Kevin Duckworth, who is a previous double zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really have any problems with people using the numbers of other people player. It's kind of like life. You just wear whatever number it is. So, like, I'm not with you, Cassidy, on this, like... Um, <laughs> And I totally get it. I mean, I get why, you know, people think that that should just be Brandon Roy's number and it should be retired. But I just don't really see the point of retiring anybody's number because they're just. What? Oh, hell no. Like, to what end are we retiring people's number? This is like, you know. Okay. I was having this conversation the other day in terms of like nostalgia because I think that Space Jam is bad. And how like Mm -hmm. nostalgic things you like care for them but you don't really want to like rewatch them. If that makes sense. It's the same with Disney plus, like no offense to it. I'm not rewatching Lion King. I love it. I'm not doing it. So with these things, I feel like it's a little bit of nostalgia where like after Steph Curry retires, for example, I don't want anybody ever wearing 30 again. I want to have that's like 30 in my mind. I'm going to forever cherish it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see it. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah that's weird. how I feel about it's Brandon It's an emotional Roy. connection. Yeah. Why don't they just retire it? If that's a fan thing. Well, so there, the story goes that, I don't know the whole story, but it wasn't the easiest uh, breakup when Brandon left. It, it was a difficult time for everybody. And so I think there were a lot of kind of unresolved feelings between him and the, and the organization from what I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fans love, 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 love him. Um, but I think there was some, I don't know, some lingering uh, issues with them um, that led to him like not having his number retired immediately. And then like time has passed and I don't know if, they're like saving it for some anniversary, maybe the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary. Oh, you guys are 50th right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. Like maybe it will happen. I don't know. I think one of the things that happened is like the Blazers have retired so many numbers for mm-hmm. players who are. I mean, they they were they retired like all the guys who are uh, were part of the 77 championship team. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a yeah. lot of numbers already there's up in the rafter. There. There's already limited numbers available. Um, but apparently, like, Jason Quick tweeted out that, like, he heard that when people come, like, they're not given number seven as an option. And it's kind of like 25. Like, people just don't wear 25. That's Jerome Kersey's number. Um, so it's just – there's just certain numbers that people don't wear, but they're not yet retired. Okay. So – Question, riddle me this. Um, I saw someone use that on Twitter the other day. It killed me. Do you think, because you mentioned the like maybe tumultuous breakup that they had, do you think that the Thunder should retire KD's number regardless? Oh. yeah, Because that feels very, like they had a complete, they had a terrible breakup. The fans don't like him for the most part. Like they might appreciate what he meant to that organization, but they're not, you know, particularly fond of the way that he left. Should they still retire it? Ooh. You answer that one, Cassie, because you already heard my take on <laughs> retiring numbers. It's like, I you know, guess if you want to, but. I feel like if they, I kind of feel like yes, but I feel like if they do, it's going to have to be like way down the road. Like sure. this cannot be like a quick, quick turnaround retirement thing. This is going to have to be like a, oh, Kevin Durant just got inducted to the Hall of Fame and now we're we're doing this, this, and this and okay, now we can retire his number. Like when they but, yeah. back to Seattle? Yeah, when they Sorry, move back wait to Seattle. Wait one second, Jerome, Jerome wants to make a point. Uh, Jerome Chang, everyone is not on the line, but we are hanging out here because he is in LA. <laughs> Hi, Jerome. Uh, Black, at Black Dragon Roll on Twitter. Great person. I would give your resume again, but I'm over it. Uh, he just typed, we will probably retire Vince so anything is possible. He's speaking on behalf of the Raptors. So that's mm-hmm. fair. But Vince is like, you guys love Vince. That's iconic. It was, it was really ugly. Oh, he says it was really, well, yeah, duh. Yeah. Sorry, this is. Yeah, but. I, yeah, <laughs> Jerome, plug of, in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what the relationship was, I guess. Right. I, I feel mean, like you're right. I agree. Yeah. Like, it'll be way, way, way down the line where, like, maybe fans can look back on it. And who knows? Like, if, you know, the Thunder go on to be this organization that's just winning championships left and right. Does Kevin Durant become a little bit less significant in their overall history? Right. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest players all time, but who knows? That that ship may have sailed at least for a while. It might not yeah. be back in port for a while for OKC. But who are hey, they are talk, fighting. Right? They are fighting <laughs> and they know how to draft well. Just something I cannot say for my team. So, yeah. well, your Faith. team was in a different situation. 
Um, oh, yeah. I want to I roll it back a little bit about uh, number infinity. I super hope that we hear some sort of, in, like when he gets introduced by Mark Mason in the Moda Center, we hear like to infinity and beyond or something like that. I hope, <laughs> hope they have fun with that. Um, but Cassidy, what were your initial reactions when uh, Carmelo was signed by the Trailblazers? Because I haven't really talked to you since then. Okay. So my initial thought, and this is, this is one of those thoughts you can't take back, but you definitely have. Okay. And the only thing that was going through my head was, um, you know, the song by Dido, White Flag. Um, like that so, just started playing very loudly in my head. And I was like, oh, no, this is happening. Um, <laughs> and then I was very angry for a few days. You could ask anyone around me. I was not happy about it. Um, and so then, yeah. So about it, yeah. though? I've never been a Carmelo fan. I'm just going to say it. Like, I I appreciate what he's done. I do really appreciate the way he's played in the Olympics, especially. So that's where the part of me that has now tried to rationalize being okay with all of this. Um, uh, I have rationalized it. And then yesterday rolled around. And the excitement around it felt kind of like when we got Scottie Pippen. Hmm. And then I was kind of like, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe I'm just being grumpy about it. Um, I mean, Carmelo's not going to be our saving grace, but I think that this could be fun. I'm trying to be positive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying really hard. (laughs) What did you think when you heard what Portland had done? Um, I mean, initially, especially because I'm not a Blazers fan, I was just excited that Carmelo's back in the league, Mm -hmm. you know, based on like... Just hearing how badly he wanted to be in it and, like, the fact that he really had changed his mentality going into the season, how much he wanted to be a part of a team, I thought that was great. In terms of did I think it was going to move the needle for Portland, like, not even in the least because it's not, you know, like, right now you're maybe offensively stagnant because none of your guys can really get going. But that's all things that, like, people go through slumps. You're 12 games in. Dame will figure it out. CJ will figure it out. Like, these guys are going to get it going. So if you're adding this like offensive boost off the bench, I think it's maybe like a nice to have if that was your biggest problem. But defensively, it doesn't help you. It harms you, if anything. And like, it was just a weird, I didn't understand why they thought this was fixing anything unless they're really banking on some of these, some of your power forwards and centers to like come back. And maybe if they thought the Hassan Whiteside was going to be a serviceable center, then maybe, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not what I would have fixed first. Mm-hmm. Well, and, makes, I mean, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think that defensively? Oh, yeah. No, this was a terrible defensive move, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah I. that's what I was mostly mad about, because, I mean, that's clearly one of the biggest issues right now. Like, people are going to start scoring. We have... We have shooters, um, yeah. but uh, <laughs> they may not be making shots, but we got them. Uh, but just the defensive part is just frustrating to me. And I don't think you guys usually stagger. I, I watch the Blazers, obviously, less than some of the other teams, but you stagger CJ and Dame, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you yes. always have some type of offensive threat on the floor that can go get their own bucket, but that is, like, drawing the defensive attention. I just don't see... Mello isn't that dude. He hasn't been that dude mm-hmm. for a while, and that has nothing to do with his mentality. He's just much older, and his game didn't age super well. So, like, what is this doing? If you're all, if you're already going to have Dame or CJ on the floor at all times, what is adding Mello to that mix really doing for you? 
trying to outshoot all the people who are playing defense, I guess is what the Yeah. Is Just what keep the adding offense there. and then you don't need a defense. Listen, the Rockets the Rockets played that mentality. The Cavs played that mentality, but I don't know. Well now now that you all have seen it, last night, you know, was was the debut. I honestly don't think that he was the biggest problem on the court. Um, mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on uh, Nitz? Let's start with you. What are your thoughts on what, like what you've seen of the trailblazers so far and then how Carmelo Anthony fit in? Sure. So again, like I think defensively, that was one of the biggest issues last night and throughout the entire month of October and November. Um, and obviously like guys like CJ and Dame having a little bit of a slump right now, that was not ideal, but I mean, Dame less so, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, out now for he's also exactly. out for the next game. Yeah, you guys are the injury luck has not not been on your side in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I don't really think he fits in well. I was excited to watch him start just like as a fan, but ultimately, if that's not going to be his role, I know that Stott said that he could start. That makes no sense to me. But if that's going, if that's not going to be his role, I'm not, I'm not taking away anything from last night. It was against a tough team that's been playing incredibly well the last few weeks. Uh, it's against a really great offensive team at that. So like your defense is going to look extra ugly and he hasn't played basketball in like a year. So yeah. can't totally judge him off of that. He had some two good plays in the beginning. We could talk about his plus minus all day long, but no, until like we, we're not yeah, like until we have actually more data on that, I feel yeah. like, Single game plus minus is so misleading. Plus everyone trying to put in his plus minus from the Rockets and OKC. I'm like, that was a year ago. It was on a different team in a mm-hmm. different situation. Like, let's not buy into it. Let's give him some time. But it didn't it didn't like inspire confidence, if that makes sense. Cassidy, what did you feel about uh Mello's debut with Portland last night? Um, I think I don't know how much you can judge from one game uh at all. But I thought that it was about what I expected. <laughs> it was not adding much, but good for him. And I liked, I liked the, I, I liked the uh, no sleeve hoodie. So there's the fashion angle. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. Especially so Evan, who, you know, <laughs> sent in the icebreaker. I love Evan. I love Evan's dog, Titus, more than I love Evan. Uh, which is how I met Evan. But I, uh, Evan, what did he tweet? He was like, I'm going to pull off that. And I'm sorry if he's listening to this and I'm just trashing on him, but that's okay because he deserves it. Um, he said, I'm going to wear that sleeveless hoodie and like drink White Claws all summer or something. I was like, if that's what this fashion is inspiring, I don't want it on my TV. <laughs> Get it off. You know what I feel about M- Mello and the fashion is at least he's trying because I got to say, since we the Blazers lost Evan Turner, there's just been a <laughs> total nosedive in fashion effort that I've been able to see. Like, I refuse to judge someone's effort on the court because I don't know what's going into their head. I don't know how hard they are fighting or not fighting while they are on the court. But when these guys show up game after game after game in jeans and a t-shirt, that does not impress me. And ever since Turner left. Spicy. There was like, you could have snapped right there. That does not impress me. Well, I love it. Energy. They impressed me so much last year with these incredible, like the last several years, like 
I mean, starting going back to Dame and the uh, shirtless suit, which was amazing. That like set the <laughs> yeah, bar, and then Evan Turner just came up with these great outfits. And then this year, there I just don't feel the same inspiration that they have had in the past. And so I'm hoping that Carmelo might add a little bit of spice to the wardrobe, maybe challenge each other a little bit to step it up. I mean, they can wear whatever they want. I just Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it when they would go over the top to look like absolutely outstanding. And maybe I just don't understand fashion right now. Maybe I just don't understand where it's going. Um, But, you know, it's going whatever direction Gary Trent Jr. is taking it. Yes. Carmelo experiments, though. So I think you'll get a little bit. You'll get that back. Plus, he was in the New York fashion scene for so long that that's just like ingrained. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna up the bar, and that'll just kind of get. You know, I, I don't know if either of you have ever subscribed to like one of those services, like Stitch Fix or whatever, which is like really great when you get started and they send you things, and you're like, oh, this is cute, this is cute, and you try these things on, you buy the ones that fit, and you send back the ones that don't. And, that's fun for like a few months or whatever. And then you start looking around and like realizing who else is getting the same boxes. And <laughs> you're like, I sent that one back. I remember that one. And suddenly you just realize that everybody's just kind of uninspired and we're just like wearing what somebody lays out for us. And it's way more fun when you're trying to top your friend by like having the funnest outfit. And so I'm just hoping that he'll inject a little bit of that energy into the I- locker room wish we were recording this in person because I literally had this conversation the other day, which is why I'm wearing what I'm wearing right now. It's like these bright green shoes and a bright pink fluffy jacket on top of like this kind of like, yo, I'm going to send you a picture after this because I agree (laughs) with you. That's the fun of fashion is like, don't Mm -hmm. wear what everybody else is wearing. Like express yourself how you want, have fun with it. If you don't care to, then okay, cool, fine. But I agree with you. Like, that's what's so fun about it. Uh, Mello's going to bring that to you. I have no doubt. I hope so. And I tell you, when I was watching him on the court, I uh, felt for him because it's hard to get back when you have been out. Like last week, we talked about our own um, sports injury story. And of course, we are obviously not professional athletes. So like we can't relate to them. But I do Mm -hmm. remember like trying to get back out on the field after my own injury and like my mind knowing exactly what to do but my body just not being able to do it because it hadn't been there so imagine being Carmelo Anthony and having all eyes on you and like not wanting to screw up and not wanting to you know um not wanting to mess up knowing that your body that you and your mind know what you're supposed to do but like can you trust your body to do it just yet you know that I just I really felt for him. So I was glad that, you know, when he hit a couple of shots, it was Mm -hmm. fun to watch him just, you know, um, even though, you know, he wasn't executing perfectly. It was clear that like he had thoughts and ideas about what he wanted to do, which Mm -hmm. the guys that are currently playing on the team maybe don't always play with that kind of confidence. Some of them because they're very young and they really don't know what to do. And some of them just because they haven't learned that yet. So it was nice to watch somebody who, even if maybe he couldn't do everything that he wanted to do, like had an idea about where he was trying to go, if that makes sense. For sure. And also, like, you're bringing up a good point. He was doing a lot. And not only did we put Mm -hmm. some guy that honestly has kept himself in amazing condition, considering that he hasn't played for a year and could just start in an NBA game, but they were running a lot through him. And it's like, 
taking a guy, putting him in a system you don't know with guys he doesn't play with and running everything through him and putting this much. He's nobody. I, I could think of a handful of players that would be put in that situation and succeed to the level that we all wanted Melo to succeed at. Yeah. And, and there, you know, there's reasons that he had the ball too much last night. There were uh, holes uh, in some of the positions and we've seen some, rec- <laughs> some yeah, uh, some. The, the record so far, five and 10, not nearly what we were hoping for. And honestly, when I look at the schedule that's coming up, I don't really see it getting better anytime soon. Um, so with that in mind, I thought we could play a fun game called you be the GM or called let's be the GM. A lot of people talk all the time about things that teams should do. So here's our opportunity to see what we think we would do. So the scenario is current GM and the team decide to separate. He moves off to Hawaii and the three of us are appointed co-GMs of the Portland Trailblazers and our I love the backstory here. It. Well, yeah, we got to get into character. You're in, you're in Hollywood, <laughs> okay. right? Don't you have to like get into character and stuff? Yes, I'm an actress over here. Let's go. I love this. <laughs> okay. So, so we're in charge. So, I'm going to I'll start with what I what I think would probably be the easiest solution, but I don't necessarily think it's the best solution. So, I'm curious what you think. I think the easiest solution Frankly, and I hate to say this, but in terms of just how hard it would be, I think it would be pretty easy to just throw in the towel for this nope. season and just be like, "Woof, that's it." So tell me, I'm wrong. You're, You're wrong. so wrong. Okay, tell me why. Um, you can't waste another year of Damon CJ's prime, and your issues are not unfixable. Like Cassidy, you said it. There's a lot of guys that are just like not producing right now, but mm-hmm. can, and a lot of shooters that just aren't making it right now, but they'll regress to the mean. I, I don't see the season as a loss at all. I see maybe like the white side experiment as a loss. Mm-hmm. That would be my initial thinking is, you know, get rid of him. Maybe I'm saying under my breath to be respectful. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't think tanking is an option. I don't think tanking in the 50th anniversary season is an option period. So And I think that we have a lot of great components and it's really not great. All the injuries that have happened, but there's a way where there's a will, there's a way. And I think there's enough, (laughs) there's enough other teams suffering from injuries right now that I think that there are options. I think there are more options than there would be normally. Okay. So to play devil's advocate, because I would never want to um, ask Damian Lillard not to, do everything that he could to get every win. Mm-hmm. Damien has been carrying the load for this team for years. He's repeatedly played more minutes than anybody else. There are major holes in the roster that don't seem like they are going to be filled until Nurkic comes back and Zach Collins comes back. In the meantime, there are some very talented young players who think about how fa- how quickly they could develop if they were given lots and lots of time to play and Damian and CJ weren't being worn out by playing too many minutes. Um, I mean, I think there's a pretty decent argument that could be made for the long-term future of the team 
pull back on Damien and CJ's minutes, increase Naz Little, increase Anthony Simons, um, you know, figure out maybe how to uh, go for some other, you know, trade for some other younger player. Well, does Naz Little really play? And I love that you called him Naz Little because I haven't heard that before. But does he really interfere with Damon CJ or he can, he plays alongside them. They're not, you know, they have completely different games. So you could develop, I would say that if you're Mm -hmm. looking at a guy like that, that can be, you know, that's shown that promise developing him alongside Damon CJ could prove more useful to him. Yeah. So I guess what I'm thinking about when I say throwing in the towel, I basically mean like, don't really do anything and work with what you've got. Like, Oh, you're making, you're saying make no changes, not tank. Right. I mean, and it might end up looking like tanking, but really what I'm saying is just hold Pat, endure the rest of the year. Um, you know, uh, Whiteside and Bazemore will be off the books. Nurkic will ostensibly be back. Um, and then do you feel like you say that every off season, uh, that Nurkic will be back? Yeah, that was a baby disrespectful thing to say, but how many healthy seasons has he has, has he had recently? Well, gosh, I've never, ever worried about that, actually. Because mm-hmm. he, I mean, when he's, when he's a presence on the court, it is so he's commanding. He's a presence. It's, it's so big that I, like, hadn't even thought about the fact that he'd had other injuries. He had the stress fracture at the end of the first season with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And then he had a healthy season. And then he had a fluke break. So I haven't really thought about that very much. Hmm. Um. But anyway, so as as far as like, you know, throwing in the towel and just being like, it is what it is and we're going to get through it and we're going to preserve Dame and CJ. And it's it's a very passive approach um, and one that would probably drive fans really nutty because <laughs> they want to see uh, the Blazers making moves. And hence you see the Blazers going out and uh, signing Carmelo Anthony. And also today they waived uh, Pau Gasol to give themselves a new um, a new spot on the roster. So let's take a different approach then. If we're not going to just like stand pat and endure the season until it's over and start again fresh next year, what are the other option is what I'm calling building the, um, building the airstrip while you're landing the plane, which is <laughs> trying to, trying to make improvements, um, you know, while trying to, uh, get through the season as well. So what are some ideas that you might have for, uh, doing that? sign a center that can set a good pick maybe (laughs) like that's it's so rude but the fact that even dame has kind of alluded to the fact that he's having trouble with the way that white side setting picks for him and you guys run so much of that pick and roll for dame Mm -hmm. that's that that's insane yeah it's the minimum you have to do bro yeah do you have anybody in mind? Like the guy I've always had my eye Ooh. on is uh, Joe Kim Noah, which is funny because I went and I was looking at him and like, he's still 34. He's still not super young, but I feel like he he's brings, super serviceable. Yeah. I feel like he just like, you could run him out there and you would know exactly what you're going to get every night, which is a l- little bit l- more volatile with mm-hmm. Whiteside out there. I agree. I actually think, I didn't think about Noah, but that's a great point. He's still available because uh-huh. Lakers signed White over him or whatnot. Um, I can't think of any other centers that are available on the market right now that would be, like you said, the kind of guy you could just run out there. Um, yeah. What is his fashion sense? Does anybody know? Yeah, um, Noah. Yeah, he's he's a little odd. 
<laughs> I'm gonna love it. It's very Portland. Yeah. It's yeah. very Portland pre 2008. <laughs> it's like very OG Portland. So all like, the decade photos that we're posting right now mm-hmm. from t- 2009. That's him. Um, I'm looking at it now. Long beard. He's got a crazy beard. Yeah, it's I saw. It's very like original Portland. Like I was a Portland, like raised in Portland kind of kid. Like this is just who we are. Kind of. I don't know. I love it. I, I, I don't know if I love the pickup, but honestly, I'd take him right now for sure. You know, he's six eleven. They they need somebody Sounds who's good. tall. Yeah, <laughs> they need somebody who's tall and like I said, who, like who you can count on to do certain things. Greg Monroe is still available, and he isn't he one of those guys that Neil Olshay has gone after? Yeah, like a hundred times. And this is the year of Neil O'Shea getting all of the guys he's ever wished were on the team too late. So. So, yeah, that's kind of why I went to Greg Monroe. I was like, mm. yeah. and I don't that's really it. have no. any idea what he could bring at this point. But he is he's 29 and he's also 6'11 and he's 265. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. So um, what's it? How is he defensively? I honestly can't think of it. I can't remember. I feel like he's one of those guys who gets a lot of uh, rebounds, but whether or not. You know how I mean, you you need that they are. easily. You guys mm-hmm. are giving like how many second chance points per game? What if there was what if there was somebody that you could bring back to the team? Because that's on a lot of people's minds right now. So if we were if we were GMs and we wanted to undo uh, trades that have been made either recently or in the last couple of years, um, where would you look to do that? I think I can we undo LaMarcus Aldridge leaving? (laughs) I think we're trying to just be great back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, If I could just undo the white side trade, I think that'd be fun. (laughs) Sorry. This is killing me. Because, I'm like, so I, disappointed in him. Like, we I, super don't like to say bad things about people, but it is really hard to watch him play. You guys are so sweet, but he just is not. He. Oh. Somebody told me the other day that he's tall for no reason. Yeah. And he's one of those, like, that's so true. And I can't stop thinking about it. But he's one of those guys that, like, should, in theory, be able to do all of this. Like, he was physically given everything that he needs to do. And he just does not look like he wants to play basketball out there. I, I feel like like all my mom like tingling happens or about him like my mom's spidey sense like I just if he was my kid I'd be like like honey do you really like doing this because like, <laughs> like I feel like at one point he was really good at it and everybody just ran with that and then when? decided that was what his well Miami when they paid him all that money would be one of those mm-hmm. points and I'm sure there were other points along the way where they were like oh, you're tall, you play basketball, you get all these, you must be really, really good. Um, but, you know, how how good he actually was and was he ever able to live up to the expectations that everybody had of him? Mm-hmm. You know, I just look at him like, yeah. like just kind of, oh, I, I feel, I feel, I'll, I feel it. <laughs> something that you basically just alluded to that, uh, okay, so this like really stuck with me. Last year, it's kind of talking whatever I was talking with someone and like the way that they had phrased it was if you are a big man in the league right now, like if you are above a certain height, like if you're tall or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you will have a job. It doesn't matter. You cannot care. You cannot put in the effort. You cannot work out like all off season. You will have a job. 
which is why you see guys like it's true. It's completely true. That's why Whiteside has a gig where guys like Jamal Crawford, Crawford, who work and like can are want to be out there and are good still, like are not on a roster. And that's why guys like and Wiggins has been looking amazing. Don't get me wrong, but if Wiggins was shorter and if he was a guard, he would not have gotten that contract. It's because he's tall. Right. So I I I I get what you're saying is that if you're tall and you're already in the league, you will have a contract. Yes. It's yeah. not necessarily that you're you're good <laughs> and are going to live up to whatever the contract was that somebody else gave you. Um but there's or that place. you'll even work at it. Like yeah. that's like we see these guys working in the off season like maniacs because that's what they've needed to do to get here. Mm-hmm. But then for everything that I hear is these very tall dudes just don't work because they know that I could step onto a court and I could be tall. Mm-hmm. That's why they like don't improve season over season or mind you regress is because they just don't care. They've never like had to put in that effort because of like the physical gifts that they were given. If he would just put his arms up. that's that's wild that you have to say right like come on i know i know okay so if we are if we are if we're gm we're out there calling about centers we're trying to find a center um i one center who got away who i think would just help out tremendously right now is ed davis um you know he doesn't have to score a lot but he can be effective and impact the game in so many different ways i'm He's out for the season, too, though, right now. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Is Andrew Bogut still available? No, no, not for Portland ever. No. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot about all that. I, I usually say I'm sure he's a lovely person, but I'm not even sure. Oh my I gosh, really, I, I really don't know. That. That's a big deal for Tara. I know. I love that. I'm, I love that you immediately screamed no. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he has many. That was a knee-jerk reaction. I'm, no, that's no. You don't have you don't have to put the kindness in it. Stick to your no. My favorite Stick picture is Mo Williams poking him in the eye. Yes, yeah, so Back good. When, they got in fight, when he was on Golden State for the first or second time, I don't know. Okay, yeah, so whatever, what if we were going to get like super crazy? What if we were like, okay, all we want to do is just sell tickets at this point. Um, like we, there's nothing oh, yeah. we can do. All we can do is sell tickets. Then what? Out of the box? Do you guys have any out of the box ideas? I mean, I think you trade for Vince Carter. You go for a full farewell tour. Yes. Oh, but do you think people are people going to like really line up for no. a forty-year-old? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, in all the other arenas, they will in all the other arenas. So we'll sell tickets somewhere. We'll help, and they can get Jamal. Uh, they can add Jamal Crawford too. I think it should just be like the all farewell tour. Mm-hmm. Jamal yeah, Crawford. I can't, man, I can't think of anyone that's available right now that you could sign that would like. Just go crazy. Well, Mello. Actually, Carmelo is the, like, yeah. that's the go that's, crazy sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it. Man. We could hire Powell as a, an assistant coach and just really go for it. Well, it sounds like you guys are trying to clear a coaching position for him. I don't know. Yeah. tweet was. That, yeah. that, that was a weird tweet. Um, it was definitely uh, a weird tweet. I don't know what else you could do. You could. You could trade I mean, for Draymond Green in one way or another. That is the way that I keep that's that's what I keep going back to in my mind is like how do you get Draymond on this team? What are your I think, thoughts on that, Nitz? I, I, go I ahead, really, finish, finish uh, out Cassidy and then Nitz react. I really want to hear that. Just, <laughs> I really I think that level of energy and that level of intensity would help this team and would help the young members of this team especially. 
How do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I mean, listen, Draymond's checked out right now, and he has not been yeah. playing Draymond Green style basketball. I don't know if that has to do with age, fitness, um, or the fact that he just doesn't care because nobody on his team is like anything other than a rookie just figuring out their lives. But okay, as a fan, I would feel terrible about it. As a basketball fan, I feel like I would love to see Draymond next to CJ mm-hmm. and Dame. Like that is he's like if he if this has nothing to do with like regression because of his age or game or whatever, then him like the defensive energy and the boost that he would give that team would be so fun to watch. Yeah. Do you think his current kind of attitude towards everything has anything to do with his relationship with Kerr? No. I think that is like I've, I don't know how to say this without like sharing too much. Um, I've heard a lot in the back. Let's just say that like Draymond. Nah, okay, never mind. I'm good. Nope, I don't think so. <laughs> cool. That was a lot. That was a lot out of me. <laughs> Very intriguing. Well, I think we should just cut that off right. Cut it off right here with us as GMs <laughs> adding Draymond Green to the Blazers in some way. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the team, Draymond. Yeah. Who are we trading for him? Enjoy Whiteside. <laughs> Enjoy White. You, the Warriors trade Draymond Green and get Whiteside. I'm quitting. Like, I quit. <laughs> like, I've been through worse seasons, but there's there's no way. No. <laughs> no. 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 Put it in the universe. <laughs> Take it out of the universe right now. <laughs> Take it back. How bad uh, no, are you going to be if like... we end right now? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and with that, thank you guys for listening to your podcast. But uh, I feel like ha- you have to throw a lot. He's got like a max yeah. contract. You would yeah. have to throw a ton to get him. Yeah. I don't... He just renewed, right? Yes. Last year, I think he signed like 100 million, maybe three years. I can't totally remember. Mm-hmm. But okay. some big, some big contract that, you know, he definitely deserved. But mm. It's probably about the same amount as uh, what's left on Whiteside for this year. Hmm, interesting. Shut up. I know you're so <laughs> kind. So I feel bad yelling shut up at you. But also I don't <laughs> because you're suggesting that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's been really fun. You know, it's a it's a it's been a uh, I think a little bit of a well, it's definitely been a rough start for the Trailblazers and yeah. a rough start for Trailblazer fans. But for those of us who are still sticking around no matter what, I personally, like the Mellow edition has just given me new life because I'm looking forward to all these things that we just don't know which directions. And I'm a mm-hmm. lover of chaos. And ever since we lost Alpha Rukaminu, there just hasn't been enough chaos on this team for me. So I think this is going to help out for me anyway. <laughs> And it was definitely fun hearing your thoughts on the team. Um, We should probably wrap it up, though, because I know you're both waiting for your dinners and I've made you wait longer than I promised. Sorry that I was super muted right there. I was trying to tell Jerome that we're almost done so we can go get dinner. (laughs) Jerome says, sounds good. So why don't you go ahead (laughs) and tell people where they can find you, Nitz? Um, You can find me on Twitter at NitzBluv, I'm pretty sure, N-I-T-Z-B-L-U-V, and on Instagram at NitzNatsB which is N-I-T-Z-N-I-T-Z-B. My name is weird. Don't, wor- don't worry about it. Uh, you can also find me on The Daily Ding, which is on the Athletic, Athletic Podcast Network, which is on Apple Podcasts and 
the Athletic app now, and you can find Jerome at at Black Dragon Roll. <laughs> uh, and the Friday mailbag on the Count the Dings Network, which is available on all podcast platforms. The best background guest ever. Thanks for, for hanging around. <laughs> Jerome, you're the best. While she was talking. <laughs> best background <laughs> guest ever. He says thank you. <laughs> so you can find me at TCB Biggs on Twitter. You can find the Hoops and Talks podcast at Hoops and Talks on Twitter. Find the podcast on uh, Blazers Edge uh, and uh, follow Blazers Edge at Blazers Edge. Cassidy, go ahead and take us out of here. Um, you can also send us an email. We love your emails and we need your icebreaker ideas, your icebreaker ideas and more icebreaker ideas. Also, let us know what you would do if you were the GM of the Blazers right now. You can find me at Cassidy Gemmett on Twitter. And thank you so much for listening. Go Blazers! Go Warriors!